Hey everyone, I'm back. I know it's been a super long time since I've done a bonus episode, but I am back and I am here to discuss our favorite shows, Young and the Restless and General Hospital. I am mostly caught up on both of them. I think I'm just one episode behind, so this should be good to go. I want to start with General Hospital first. So Cyrus or no? When he first came on the scene, I thought he was going to be a formidable foe for Sonny. I mean, he seemed very tough. He seemed very like managing stuff and he had like Sonny and Jason scrapping around and they just weren't on their you know p's and q's but with this whole kidnapping his mother thing it just exposed how weak Cyrus is like you're not even a match for Carly and you know what he's extra weak because he can't even find his mother when Jackie Templeton who's just a reporter managed to find her what does that say about him you know it's crazy to me and then he's going around town just crying to everybody about it but yet it's just you know he's just not it anyway so just rewinding back so Nina finding out the truth I felt it was okay it wasn't exactly the reaction that I dreamed of or the scene that I dreamed of when Nina realized the truth about Nell but it'll do something that was posed was the question if Nell was intrinsically evil or was she just a victim of circumstance? And I've been thinking about it and I think it's both. I think Nell is a victim or Nell is a victim of circumstances. Like, yeah, she grew up in a really crappy home and that home environment, that childhood, that is the blueprint that does affect your life up into adulthood. But at the same time, Nell always reverted back to evil. When people will be gentle with her or soft with her, which did happen on the show, People, you know, she, like, for instance, when she first came on and Carly was showering her with love, if she wanted revenge and it was just a, you know, oh, this is how I was raising, she would have softened and wouldn't still sought out that revenge. You know what I'm saying? But she reverted to intrinsic evil whenever people try to give her a chance, when Michael tried to give her a chance, when anyone did. It didn't matter. So that, to me, shows that she's intrinsically evil because... If you are a victim of circumstance, there's people, there's things that would turn you around or you wouldn't absolutely revert like she did. So that's just my opinion. Hope that makes sense. So anyways, now thinking back to Carly and Nina and their confrontation at the funeral, I'm glad that Carly called Nina out on what she did, you know, to Ava. And then it brought up the question to me, was Nina ever really redeemed? Like, I don't think she ever really redeemed herself. I just remember her getting paired with Franco when they were, like, in the hospital. I think the mental hospital together. And they were, like, a couple that people started to root for. And so, and then she came on the screen and had her chemistry test with Valentine. They got together and they had hot chemistry. So, I feel like her pairings are what saved her. But I don't think the character herself ever got redeemed, you know, like she never redeemed herself for what she did to Ava. It's just things just started turning around for her. But yeah, so I thought that was a great thing to bring up. And so when Nina's over here casting stones, don't forget your own, you know. So, but she showed her fangs and her claws and she showed that the old Nina is definitely still there. And that comment she made about Sonny and him falling to his death, that was cold. And again, it did show the nail in her. But anyway... Let's talk about Anna. So I'm glad she's finally seeing the light about um, Peter. I can't express how happy that I am. But the thing is, to me, she's so quick to figure things out. She was so quick to figure out things with Obrecht, but not with Peter. Like, she just blinded herself so much. 
And those willfully blind moments, I get it, you know, when you love someone, you care about someone. But this whole storyline, it has made Anna intolerable. And for a character I love, I hate that. Another thing I wanted to say, Nick and Ava, like, they're just so happy right now. Everything is bliss. You know, they had that little romantic proposal in the hospital. Something in me, and I'm a Nava fan, but something in me just feels like they're headed for a fall. I don't know if it's going to do with Ryan or someone else, but they're just too happy. And on a soap opera, you just cannot be that happy without something going wrong. So I just have that question. I definitely see that they're testing Dante and Sam. And honestly, I think I'm fine with it. Like, I think that they could be something and go somewhere if they actually lean into that Kim testing a little bit more. And I also think that Sam has chemistry with Curtis as well. Like in the more recent scenes where he's wanting to buy the nightclub, I felt sparks between them. So she could go either way with either pairing. And I'm totally fine with Curtis never being with Jordan again. It just didn't fit. Like they were put together and it was just kind of like, okay. But the sparks, especially with the current Jordan, just were not there. So I'm fine with that separation turning into a divorce. I'm fine with Sam trying with Curtis. Now that he's like out of that life of being a private detective, which still wasn't as dangerous, you know, of course, as what Sonny and Jason do, I'm fine with them trying. I'm fine with her trying with Dante. Like I said before, he's a family man. Like, yeah, he's doing PTSD right now and is on a mission that he must complete, which by the way, if I hear that phrase again, like, oh my gosh, you can take a shot for that and be so drunk for every time you hear it. But anyway, he's a family man. He's a kind soul. You know, besides his dalliance, you know, with Valerie, Dante's been a pretty stand-up guy. So I'm fine with either way they take Sam. And I'm fine with this chemistry test. So Christina, it was so nice seeing the Davis girls together again, even though they didn't all make it to the memorial for Sunny together. But I was glad to see her there to support Molly. And I really feel like they need to do something with Christina. She's a character with rich history, you know, and they were starting something with her and Valerie and then they abruptly ended that and since then Christina's just been floating but Molly and TJ are getting more screen time let Christina too you know I want to see the younger generation and good storylines and I have to emphasize good storylines because just giving them a storyline it it makes a difference what it is and the quality of it so but not to say that I want any vets cast to the side I don't want that assumption to be made whatsoever I definitely want the vets still featured but I do feel like you need to build up that next generation and give them something interesting to do and not just make them disappear you created these babies you turn them into adults and they're on the cast do something with them oh I want to talk about Monica and a funny moment with her it was uh she was talking with Sam I think and or was it I think she's talking to Sam or Molly, one of them, one of the Davis girls. And she was referencing Alexis and she said, did your mother cause another scene? And it, should, it was just so funny, even though Monica delivered it with the straightest of faces. It was just so funny. And speaking and drifting back to Curtis, taking on a new career. I like it. I like it. I think it's a good reflection because you do get to that point in your life where you do want to take on something new. I don't think anybody should be stuck with anything ever because we're constantly evolving beings. So eventually we are going to get to that place where something isn't satisfying anymore. And I just want more people to do things that satisfy them, that honor them and 
how they feel and what they want and their desires and not to stick with something just to stick with something or, you know, those types of things. And it's very clear that this new location is a replacement for the floating rib. I don't know how I feel about that quite yet. I mean, it looks nice, but I would have liked it to be an addition, not a replacement. I think they need more places to hang out at GH and more things to do. And he can make the nightclub pop in and it could be good. But I don't think the floating rib had to take a hit because of it, you know, but I get budgets, all that type of thing. So Michael, Sasha, Chase, and Willow. Okay, listen, the writers need to decide what they're going to do. Like they have, you know, Willow getting dressed at the main house to go on her date with Chase, which is, by the way, crazy and bananas. And then they have Michael, you know, dating Sasha. But then they still have these lingering looks and these lingering phrases between Michael and Willow. Do you want them together or not? Like you keep teasing. Like I just hate the teasing. Like, that's just something I hate. Like, if you're going to get them together, then get them together. If everybody's going to go back to their original coupling, just let that be. You know? Like, figure it out. It's getting old and stale. And I just miss when they were all friends. And I just think it shouldn't have been messed with to begin with. That's just me. But, yeah. So, those are my thoughts on Michael, Chase, and Willow. And, by the way, I am, like I said, I am rooting for the original couplings. I think they're better. So I'm also rooting for Britt and Jason. They are such an unlikely pairing, but I like them. Like they have chemistry. They look good together. I'm rooting for them. And I just mean this, you know, it's a coupling on the show. We're not going to talk about the actor who right now is in some controversy on Twitter over a scene from Mike's Memorial. I'm not going to address that on the show, but... I think if you know me well enough, you probably know my thoughts on that. But anyways, yeah, Britt and Jason look cute. But okay, she's supposed to be working with him, right? So why is she constantly meeting him in the hospital? Why is she going around handing out baggies for Valentine's Day with him all around the hospital? Like Cyrus doesn't have eyes and ears everywhere. Like it doesn't make logical sense. Like why are you being spotted with your boss's arch enemy? Like, why are you so visible with him? Meetings should not take place at the hospital, and he shouldn't have been helping her pass around baggies. Of course, it was cute in a chemistry moment, but again, it doesn't make sense for the storyline. Cyrus already evidently doesn't trust her. He knew to check her computer and erase all of her data in relation to the research that she did. So she's already on his radar. So to me, those things don't make sense. And last but not least, I do want to comment briefly on Jackson and Alexis. If you have noticed, they don't have many scenes together, but they did recently. And I'm surprised given that he kind of, the actor sicked his dogs on her on Twitter that day, back when he was in controversy over his, you know, controversial statements. But again, I don't want to dive into that on the show, but again, I'm sure you know how I feel. So now shifting to Young and the Restless. So when I mentioned that I hate teasings, this also relates back to Devon and Elena. So I watched their scene and their sex scene. And to me, it was just so passionate. It did not scream like, oh, this is an ending to me or in a new beginning with others. It just seemed like everybody was like, we don't want to hurt Nate. So let's not be together kind of thing. Their hearts aren't with their new partners. It's still with each other. And... At first, I said, and see sparks between Alevon, you know, their nickname. But 
as time has passed, like since their breakup, it's just become more apparent to me. So I want them back together. Elena and Nate, they aren't working like I thought they would. And all these things they've thrown in the way, her being hesitant and pushing him away. And then now her fling with Devon, it just, it killed Elate for me. They are done. So speaking of done, Chatham, that's done. Like I already said, when he had her kidnapped and, and I'm pretty sure he had her kidnapped, right? I don't think it was anybody else, but just the way he was treating Chelsea during that time for me. And then when he's yelling about Sharon will love him and that's the only person she'll ever love and da 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 to Ray a few months back. Like I said, Chatham was done, but they're extra done now. He's running around town while his wife, or not his wife, but his, you know, she would have been his wife had the accident not happened, you know, got injured because of him, is now in a wheelchair had a stroke, can't move, and he's running around town kissing somebody else. Like, that's uber trash. And it just makes Adam look so bad. And also, Sharon's not looking any better in this situation. She has a loving man at home who cares about her, who cares about her children, and she's running around with Adam who's harmed one of her children. And just to give her a break for a split second, when Mariah asked, you know, why does she carry on, you know, with Adam because you know he's despicable and Sharon yelled she doesn't know I've been there myself I will say that that I've messed with men that weren't the best for me that were toxic for me and I couldn't understand why I was drawn to them but ultimately that's just something going on within you that's leading you to people like that that has to be dealt with and Sharon as a therapist should realize that but you know it's like they're teasing Shadam and I don't know whether or not they'll get together, but again, the foundation is just very poor. This situation and scenario is just very poor. Sharon doesn't deserve Ray. Sharon is just acting like an idiot. Like Nick is like, this is hurting Faith. And she's like, I know. And that really sucks, right? That's basically how she's acting towards it. Like she puts Adam before everybody and it's just sad. And her attempts to make amends with Ray they don't even ring true. Like, they just ring so hollow. It doesn't feel like she really wants, well, yeah, it feels like she doesn't really want Ray, but it doesn't even feel like she's really trying to get him back. Like, she'll shoot him some text messages, and she might give him a call or two, but it just seems so not involved, you know? But she shouldn't have married him in the first place. And Ray, I understand all of his anger and all of his rage and everything that he's feeling, and I'm so team Ray. But one thing I have to say is he's got to stop walking out and running away. Like, if you're going to walk out, walk out with your bags and be done and make that clear. Just stop walking out of the room whenever you're pissed. You have to learn to communicate. And that's something that I've noticed about Ray. He just runs away instead of talking. And Sharon was right when she said that he needs to be talking to her. They do need to talk. And if he doesn't want to talk, if he's convinced they're over, then just leave, you know? But... He's not handling it in the best of ways, but can you blame him though? But I personally wouldn't have taken Sharon back in the first place, but hey, that's just me. So let's talk about Devon being a sperm donor. I don't like it. I mean, and it's so different. I mean, I guess he's trying to be kind of involved, like he was going to be with Hillary, but it was just such a different storyline. And it's just... Abby just has babies rabies and it's just like I like the whole storyline with Abby I feel nothing for it 
so none of it's beautiful to me like mariah and abby they were enemies and i still don't even remember how they really became friends especially enough for mariah to want to carry her baby and yeah abby and devon are cool but you know you don't just offer up your sperm you know and he was so adamant that he had to be actively involved with hillary with the sperm so how can you let adam i'm sorry abby and chance whenever he returns which i'm in no rush for um raise the child and you just kind of sit there and have you know some involvement but not much you know it goes against what you said in the past and i just think it's so unnecessary to involve devon it actually would have been nice and more interesting of a storyline if they did in fact decide to just use an anonymous donor that's something fresh and unique that they could bring to the show and tell that side of the story give that perspective you know like it would have been nice you know i think they could have did more with that but of course they just want to do something i don't know just cop out like to me but that's how i feel so let's talk about amanda and naya so speaking of communication i love amanda y'all know she's my favorite but she can't snap at everything that naya says if you're gonna have a conversation you have to take the good and the bad you can't be mad when they say something that you don't like naya is just being honest she didn't know what she would have done and you she's right you know amanda's rights and entitled to all of her feelings they're all valid but she has to learn how to communicate better with naya but then also to naya i'm I'm upset that she's still trying to keep this whole thing a secret, that she's not telling her family where she's at, that she's not telling them about her trying to build a bond with Amanda. It's just not right. Amanda doesn't deserve to be kept a secret, and I hate that for her. And I hate that she's agreeing to it. Like, she deserves so much better. And I can just say that in so many facets. Like, here she is, trying with Devon, doesn't even know, which I think she deserves to know, that he slept with Elena recently. Like, very recently right before they had sex so it's just like she's been treated so poorly you know she had billy and then they just put that on freaking fire to a pairing that for a pairing that just doesn't do anything for me and from what i see on social media with my polls it doesn't do anything for others as well so there's that and then let's talk about pairings really quick and shift to Jack and Sally. So I saw this coming a mile away and I just don't know how I feel about it. I think Jack should be paired with someone his own age. But at the same time, I do think he has a little sparkle when it comes to Sally. But that just could be his nature. You know, smiling Jack, you know, his nickname. So I don't know. But it just reminds me of his relationship with Carrie. She was younger and... But I think she just really didn't fit with Jack. I think Sally has more of a mesh with Jack than Carrie did. But I still think they should have paired him with somebody his own age and shown a love story of, you know, people of age that are older falling in love. I think things like that can be beautiful. And I'm trying to think of the last time he had a woman his age. And I'm thinking, what was it? Jeannie Francis? Well, no, he was Gloria. So she was his age range. But I didn't really like them but that's what I just personally think on that but yeah so lastly I want to talk about 
Oh, and let me just drift back to Adam being more trash when he's coming to Sharon's house talking about he can't get the kiss out of their head. And then he goes home to Chelsea and plays like everything is okay. Super trash. Super hate Adam right now. And Chelsea isn't perfect, but she doesn't deserve this. Okay, done with that, I promise. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about is Kyle. And why would you leave the computer open at a public office with the like, door open and a computer open with things that you don't want seen or known about like it was dumb but I guess in soap operas people have to be dumb sometimes so I'm interested to see the locks I know um Tara's coming to town and I believe the husband will too given his uh intertwinedness with the Newmans I believe so I'm interested in seeing them come to town but will they live up to the hype because I feel like the locks have been so hyped by Kyle that when they come to town I feel like it can be so easy for them to be a dud and for this storyline to be a dud personally I want the kid to be Kyle's because we need actual grandbabies on the Abbott side so I want it to be his and yeah (laughs) but yeah I'm just interested to see where it goes it's the most interesting storyline and that's not saying much because I feel like right now And I feel like it's been like this way for a while. The show has been such a stalemate. It hasn't been on fire. It hasn't been as interesting. It hasn't been like, oh, I can't wait to get home and watch Young and Restless and click it. And that's why it's been so easy for me to be behind. You know, they're not making me want to catch up. They're making me want to watch other shows and then I'll get to Young and the Restless. And it shouldn't be that way, you know? But yeah, so that wraps up all my thoughts on Young and the Restless and General Hospital. I will do another episode soon. I promise it won't be this long again. Thank you all for tuning in and I wish you all the best. I wish you love, light, and peace and see you soon.